0: You're listening to the PowerPlace Audio Podcast. For more resources or to watch a service online, visit us at www.thepowerplace.org. How's everybody doing this morning? Are we good? Man, how exciting this morning. I mean, having the kids in here, seeing life change happen in the tub. And uh, we always make sure to put a little shampoo in there just in case. Dude, I, I love I love what God is doing in the house. When, when when service starts and the ushers are running around looking for chairs, it's a good problem to have. Amen. Uh, if you're new here with us this morning, my name is Pastor Isaiah. I'm the executive pastor here. And uh, just to forewarn you, to give you a heads up, we are a church that stands on the entire Word of God. Uh, from cover to cover, you'll notice that from start to the finish of service. Uh, we, we don't veer away from any subject in the Bible. Uh, we are all on board with who God is, and we still believe today that God is a God of miracle, signs, and wonders. Amen? Amen? What he did then, he wants to do now in a greater portion. And, uh, and we believe that, and we stand on it. We also, as a church, just wrapped up a 21-day fast Come on, how many of you just totally love that you're able to eat again? <laughs> I, I, I love eating food. I love chewing. Chewing is so great. Chewing is a, is a fantastic thing. You know you haven't eaten in a while. When you chew the first time, you start to cramp up. Your jaw starts to cramp. Uh, but I love, I love what God did in it. Why we fast is because we go through a prepping season we fast, we prepare for what God is bringing forth. So what he is about ready to bring in, we've now built a foundation to be able to hold it. Okay? I'm telling you, if you've never fasted before, I challenge you, start now. You don't have to deal with the church. Start now. You need to fast. You say, well, I can't fast food. Yes, you can. God will supply away. You need to fast food. Get on, on board and go all in. Here's the way to look at it. If you're not willing to give up food for 21 days for God, are you really ready for heaven? Ask yourself, ask yourself, am I really ready? Can I sustain from feeding my body to go ahead and feed my spirit? Are you really that hungry for God? Go ahead and show them that you're hungry by saying, no, I don't care that I'm, I'm wasting away to nothing. At one point in the fast, my wife said, you look like you're wasting away to nothing, because I got nothing to lose, so when you lose what you don't have, it's a problem, but it's worth it, amen, it's worth it, in 2 Corinthians, my, my mother-in-law sent this to me this week, she must have been noticing that I was being coming emaciated, because she sent me this verse, she said, therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. My sacrifice here on earth is for eternal purposes. I sacrifice here and now with my body and my flesh. Yes, my body wants donuts. Yes, it wants food. Yes, I want to eat, but I'm sacrificing myself saying, no, I'm not giving in to the temptation so for eternal purposes I grow and that's how we grow from day to day glory to glory faith to faith that's what we do and this is my challenge to the entire church when you do a fast push yourself beyond your past fast anytime you ask yourself well I don't know what I should do push yourself beyond your last fast Whatever you did, beyond. I, I was so stuck in a rut uh, just growing up. You know, my sister always complained, so fasting equaled Allie's voice. It was awful. Like, that's what rang in my head it, fasting equaled whining from Allie. And, uh, and, and I, I got so stuck in a rut, and it took me all the way until my 30s to break past that rut of fasting. Whenever the word fasting was mentioned, I would go into, man, we gotta stock the house with everything possible that Daniel ate. Load it up, because we're, we're just gonna trash grapes from top to bottom, morning till night. I mean, that was my mentality, and I actually became more consumed with what I could put in my mouth than actually focusing on the fast. And that's why then I started doing liquid fast, because I was very hungry but I didn't have to worry about eating. God wants to supply something for you, but what are you willing to do to receive it? Are you willing to set your foundation up in a broader, wider, bigger space to be able to receive more? God wants more for you, but do you actually want it? Because it's very easy to get on our knees here at service for an hour and a half and say, Lord, I want more. But when you leave, go back to your normal standards of living, and when we go back to the normal standards of living, we get rid of that five minutes of prayer. I challenge the church, start living as though you want it now. I want it now. Through the fast, uh, since I stopped eating, I got thrush. <laughs> that was great, I love it. I was like, this is awesome, so I'm, I'm, I look emaciated, and now I have thrush, this is, this is fantastic. So I'm a running, thrush-filled man. Um, anyways, it was great. I'm telling you, the enemy wants to take you out as you're going. Every excuse. I also got sick during the fast, at the beginning of this fast. Man, I was like, everything is coming against me. I'm laying in bed. I'm, I'm nauseous. I'm, I got the aches. I'm everything. I'm laying in bed. I'm like, I want to eat something. No. No, devil, you thought. See, what the devil thinks he can take away, we have more power than him. And we stand on the promises of God. We stand on the promises of God and say, not today. What you thought you could destroy, you actually empowered. (laughs) By coming against me, you're making me stronger. By thinking you can take the church, the power place will grow. By thinking you can take our children, the power place will do a school. We might as well. Why not? We, we, if we don't take ground, the enemy will, we have to start taking back the ground. And that's why make room has been such an impact on our staff for the starting of 2022, because we've got to start making more room now to prepare more rooms for later. We have to build now to host what the Lord is bringing in. We are expanding at a rapid pace. Why? Because God is here. He's here. We're not caving to the world. We're not caving. The the Chester County needs a church that is rising up. Amen. Amen we had we had the uh the year end offering, which you could still pledge and everything, and you know uh, me and my wife brittany we we came together and we felt like God had provided this last year uh, a, a a nice you know chunk to be able to give so we we gave that and then we came in a staff meeting, and my mom came in and ruined it all she had her you know her time with the Lord and I tried to put my earplugs in fast enough, but I couldn't get them in. And so I I heard what she said and she said, you know, I feel like if we want the same as last year, we'll give the same amount. But if we want more, then give more. She challenged the staff. So I went home and I felt in my spirit and uh, talked to my wife, Brittany, I said, this is what I feel in my spirit. She's like, that's crazy. That's what I feel in my spirit. So we ended up giving double what we had already originally given. And the, the original was, was a sacrifice, but it didn't hurt enough. <laughs> the double portion, it hurt, but we gave it as a double portion. Lord, I pray that this is a seed for a double portion poured out, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. So we came, we gave that seed. That was, that was last week. Within, I think it was like two or three hours, we got a call for uh, something, a big need in our life. We got a call and someone said, hey, listen, we want to pay for that big need. It was an expensive need within a couple hours of the seed. This is what God does. Stop getting hung up on your thoughts and start giving in to his impressions The things we feel in our spirit, they are, they are there on purpose for us to grow. It's there on purpose for us to grow. That, that nudge we talk about, the nudge in your spirit that you feel, it's there on purpose for growth purposes. I've entitled today, brimmed. Brimmed. When you're, when you're brimmed, it's to be full to the point of overflowing. Brimmed. Go ahead and say that with me. Say brimmed. I can tell you one thing that this church is brimmed right now with the Holy Spirit. It is brimmed. Everywhere you go, every inch of this place is covered with the Holy Spirit. On purpose, because God has a big plan for this house and where this house is headed. I believe that 2022 will be the greatest year this church has ever seen. And I believe that if you attend here, your house will be blessed just as much. Not because you attend here. <laughs> Not saying that. But I believe that God is pouring out in a new way. And here, here's the thing. Chester County, it needs answers. Our city needs answers. But the answer is Jesus. Chester County needs strength. The answer is Jesus. Chester County needs grace. The answer is Jesus. Jesus. Chester County needs faith. It's Jesus. Chester County needs its thirst quenched. It's Jesus. Chester County needs a church that's not based on CDC guidelines but stands on God's word. (laughs) It's Jesus. It's Jesus. Chester County needs a place to go experience a miracle. It's Jesus. Chester County needs a place to go where they can encounter people that have been in the presence of the Holy Spirit. It's Jesus, he's it. Chester County needs a church that believes if God said it, he meant it and he'll do it. It's Jesus. Chester County needs a church that's not willing to change the Bible to reach millennials or anybody else, but is willing to preach the Bible and let the Holy Spirit do the work. It's Jesus. Chester County needs a church that is willing to make room for the Holy Spirit and allow him to do whatever he wants to do. Chester County needs Jesus. And we're just crazy enough to believe that this church can host them. And as we come together as a church, the community will be changed in Jesus' name. Those who want change will be drawn to change. Those who don't want it, we need to pray for. Not hate, not come against, but we need to pray for them. Because there is an ending coming in the near future. And I don't know about you, but I don't wanna see anybody go the wrong way. And it's time that the church rises up and starts to say things that we used to be ashamed to say. It's time that the church rises up and starts to say things we used to shy away from saying. No, it's not okay. No, that's not okay. No, you can't live like that and get in there. No, if you live like that, there's another route and that's not the route you want to be on. You got to stop living that way. We as a church, we have to rise up. Honestly, if I can be completely straightforward with you, it is time to stop playing even the small games. And I'm talking to you one glass of wine a night, people. I'm telling you, I'm coming for the devil in a new way in 2022, and I'm going to do it with my words. Those of you that think it's okay to unwind at the nighttime, you need to stop. Why? Because you're tainting your spirit. Yeah, but Jesus did it too. If that's the only time you compare yourself to Jesus, that's a problem. That's a problem. Landon Schott said that one and I stole that, but that was a good one. This is an issue in the church. Well, what can I get away with and still get into heaven? Stop asking stupid questions. That is a stupid question to ask. How do I still live in your house And get away with what I want to get away with. That's a child mindset. That's the way my four-year-old thinks. My four-year-old tries to get away with things and gets caught. Is that really how you want to be compared to? I'm telling you, it is time for the church to rise up and get away from addiction, period. If it takes a glass of wine or a cigarette for you to unwind, that's a problem because that's called an addiction. You're addicted to a feeling. You're addicted to the feeling of getting comfortable, letting that toxicity get inside of your system and start to relax you. Use the Holy Spirit, period. The Holy Spirit is the greatest unwinder there is in the history of unwinders. He's the greatest medication you could ever have. He's the greatest wine, alcohol, drug you could ever have. Accept Jesus into your life and let him take over and everything else doesn't matter. Make room. Make room. Sorry. But if we're going to go somewhere, don't we have to do things we've never done? I pray right now, everybody, uh, uh, everybody hands up right now. No, I'm not not saying hands up. Lift your hands to Jesus. (laughs) And And then he told us to put our hands up. I'm never going back there again. Right now in Jesus name, I break every addiction presented in this room. Right now, in Jesus' name, Lord, by your power, I break the addiction to alcohol. Lord, I pray the, uh, the, the addiction to tobacco goes back to the pit of hell where it came from. No longer will it land on these tongues or in these lungs. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 The devil makes me sick and what he does drives me nuts. So if what I can do will drive him nuts even more, it'd make me very happy. In Philippians one, Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all God's holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons, grace and peace to you from God our Father, It is right for me to feel this way about all of you since I have you in my heart. And whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how long how I long for all of you with affection of Jesus Christ, of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight. So that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Now, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel as a result it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. Come on, somebody. With one person's struggle, everybody else gets a little empowered. It is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet, what shall I choose? I do not know. I am torn between the two. (laughs) This is great. I'm torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far. But it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and I will continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith. So that through my being with you again, your boasting in Christ Jesus will abound on account of me. Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then, whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in the one spirit, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel, without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. Come on, somebody. Without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. 2022 in a nutshell. This is a sign to them that they will be destroyed, but that you will be saved, and that by God, and that by God, for it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for him, since you are going through the same struggle you saw I had and now hear that I still have. As we walk, we're walking in the struggle of being here on earth. This is why Pastor Greg says it all the time. I'm okay with leaving tomorrow, but God's not done with me yet here. That's why we don't fear death. You only fear death when you don't know where you're promised. When you know where you're promised, death is not a scary thing. For all of my grandparents' funerals so far, it's been, been, both of my grandfathers passed. It's a celebration. They're running around on streets of gold. They're more happy now than they ever have been. Their entire life leading up to it, they preached about it. Now they're running around on it. And yet a lot of us run around in fear here on earth, worried, maybe not even about what's going on around us, but about what people might think about us. I can tell you, just from being on social media, there's no need to worry about stating your peace. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, let your, let your opinion be known ain't nobody care about your opinion being known anymore. It used to be this like big, like huge thing. You got to like think about it before you post it. Now it's like, I-, I think Greg Hollis is an idiot. Post. And like nobody would bat their eyes about it because everybody's calling everybody idiots on social media. I personally don't think Pastor Greg's an idiot. Just want to make sure that's very clear. We're in a day and age where people are saying things out of emotion and then responding a day later out of a place of, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that, and then three days later, posting again something harsher than the first thing they posted You're going to get some hate, period, just for loving Jesus. You're going to get some hate just for standing tall. But the one thing you don't have to worry about is dying. This, this Make Room series, is it, it wasn't created to be a feel-good series. Oh, yeah, Make Room. I'm just going to the old coffee nook. I'm just going to redo it, and it's going to be great, and Jesus will be invited there, and it'll be great. <laughs> that's, not, that's not what it was created for. Because if you know what it feels like to stretch beyond your stretching capability— coming from the man that cannot stretch very far, it it doesn't feel good. When you get to that point of, of, I I don't don't know if I should go any farther than that. I don't know. Ow, 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 hey. Because stretching hurts when you're actually stretched to a position that's beyond your capability. But I believe the church is hungrier than it has ever been, and and in that case, God's going to pour out in a way like he never has before. So in the stretch, even though the stretch hurts, we create space in our spirit that we didn't know we had. A lot of us have our, our spirits. And then, and then just like you know, they were talking about this morning, the anxiety and the fear has taken over and shadowed an area of our spirit. And it's eliminated the sign of our spirit that's willing to step out because of fear. It's eliminated the, 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 the sign of our spirit that's willing and capable to go and share Jesus to someone we've never met or be a light unto our family out of total fear. Or maybe for some of you, it's, it's at, your fear is actually like crippling where you, you can't even leave the house. And the devil would like nothing more then for 2019 into 2020 to be the starting crippling of your future life because maybe for some of you that was the the year where you you know you you you, you hit out you, you know you hung out in your basement with the news on and that was like the starting point for where you've ended up maybe you're watching online today because you can't push yourself to leave your house This is what the devil wanted, and if the church would realize that, that he had a plan all along to come in, the devil's number one priority is to what? Divide and to conquer, to divide and to conquer. As he comes in and divides the nation, splits the church. The church is a mess. Churches all over the world closing down. All over, shutting their doors, we can't take it. Churches are still being crazy with their beliefs. They're singing songs about faith and and living in fear. I can't wrap my mind around it. How can we sing about a God that is as great as we make him out to be? and hide. This thing we're a part of is not religion. And and we have to get over that. I I was talking to someone this week and they said, uh, literally uh, it was, two days ago, three days ago, uh, they said, yeah, I'm, I'm religious. No, yeah, it was, it was two people. It was two people. Yeah, it was here in Kennett. I was, I was talking to, to these people and, and they were like, hey, we found out you're religious. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> hey, watch it there. And you could go a long way with that word. Because what the world has done with religion is I dabble and that's my religion. I visit my religion when I need it. See, religion is a problem because religion is tainted. And if you're religious, then you're attached to a whole bunch of doctrine that I probably don't want to hear. Because you've read some book around somewhere that some guy wrote. I don't, I don't, I don't care about your doctrine. I don't care. I, all I care about is your relationship with Jesus. Do you have a genuine relationship with Jesus? That's what it's about. When we mix religion in, then you get all the, the, the over spiritualized Jesus thumpers. You know, they're Bible thumpers. They come in and they're like, ah, this and hey, that and oh. I'm like, whoa, ho, ho, hey, hey, man. How's your relationship with Jesus? Like, I can hit a Bible over my leg too, but how's your relationship with Jesus? When was the last time you had an encounter with the Father and not just an encounter with words? When, we, when, you, when you build out your portfolio, and this is, and you, church, you need to hear me. When you build out your portfolio, and you're like, well, they're more qualified than me. You have gone and, and just committed the biggest at yucky out there because ain't nobody qualified as much as you. I don't care where you've been. I don't care what you've done. God comes in, washes you clean and says, qualified, you're qualified. You've been qualified here and now by me washing you white as snow. You're qualified. Yeah, but you don't understand. Yes, I do. You're qualified. You're qualified. Don't, don't worry about all this. Don't, that's all fluff. Worry about a relationship because you're qualified. And as you draw into your knee time with the Father, period, all of a sudden the relationship now becomes number one. And then when you pray, things happen. And when you fast, things happen because of a relationship. And nothing and no one can taint your view of the Father because you have a relationship. When you have a religion, someone brings up a different belief, and you're like, well, maybe that's true too. Serious. Everybody's got their own doctrine about who Jesus is and all this stuff. And it's like, oh my gosh, this thing is confusing. No, get a relationship. It's so much easier. Just read the Bible with your relationship and you good. Get brimmed. Man, this morning, we need to get brimmed, church. We must, we must grow at a pace that is not humanly possible. And this is, where, this, is, this is where you can have a relationship and grow beyond those who are in leadership. Oh, you, you can grow just with, a, because we need to grow what's beyond humanly possible and God is the God that can do that. He can take you from where you are to where you need to be like that. It's not humanly possible, when we think about it, it's like, oh, I don't know about this. God says, yes. I can take you from being broke as a joke, throw you some of my cattle on a thousand hills and you'll be good. You got meat for days. You'll be eating good. Ooh, we're gonna eat. We're gonna eat today. Mm. Ooh. Oh, I love eating. Ooh. Got some lbs to gain back. I'm I'm in my smallest jeans I own with my smallest belt. Ooh, you know what's funny? For and this is not I'm not pointing fingers at anybody, but for for some Christians, I'll go that. I'll just do it more broad so I don't point any fingers. For some Christians, they're more concerned about the day they could eat after their fast than they are the spiritual feast that they had through the fast. They counted down the days to the end more than they counted down the minutes that they had with their father with an empty belly. If we'll just change our mindsets, if we'll change our mindsets, it's so important to be one-on-one with the father. It's so important to draw near. It's so important to make room beyond what we had originally designed. He doesn't just want the... The kitchen nook. He wants you to build an addition. Honestly, like for for some of you, when we say make room, you think of your house plans and you say, Where can I fit him? God's not asking you to fit him in, He's asking for you to make an entirely new space. Because when you get out there in the cold and put a foundation in and start to do the hard work and build a new space that he gets to rest in, you're growing spiritually, mentally, physically, things are expanding. And now you say, Lord, look what I made for you. It took Noah. Come on. It took Noah, obedience, putting his hands to work. Lord, wouldn't it have been so much easier for you just to like, I dream a genie, and like bring this thing to pass, and then said, "Hey, everybody, choose or don't choose." Wouldn't that have been easy, God? Like, could you have just done that? But you're, you're telling me to build a boat. I don't even know what a boat looks like. What, what is an ark? What is? What, what is that? Rain. It hasn't. People don't. We don't know what rain. What? What is rain? You, an ark, Lord. Watch the show, do it. You, 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 you've done miracles, do it. This is our, this is our, our mindset. It's because, because with Jesus, things are easy. No, 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 no. With a relationship with the Father, you're willing to do things you wouldn't normally do. When you fall in love for the first time, you're running to every store possible to find the perfect gift for her. Gas, that doesn't matter. Distance, don't care. I'm going all the way to Virginia to get something. This giant didn't have the right rows. I'm driving hours. Why? Because they're worth it. Because you're giving effort. And then all of a sudden we get into a relationship with Jesus and it's like, isn't this supposed to be you giving to me? I did this. I did this. All right, we're going to do a church-wide fast. Oh, I don't fast. Wait, 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 that's confusing to me. So why are you here? So so why, why, why why are we taking up seats in the church when we really don't care? That doesn't make any sense to me because when I fell in love with Brittany, it was everything dropped. I forgot about my parents. I definitely forgot about my sister. Like it didn't matter anymore. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it was just Brittany. How much time can I spend with Brittany? You, you need to relate this because you need to understand what you're doing to the father is you've gotten into a relationship and now you're sitting there waiting like a puppy dog. Being like, Lord, what's next? But bank account's empty when you're coming through. Whoa, 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 whoa. Where's your seed? Oh, it works like that. Nah, dude, I got on board with the tithing thing. This whole offering thing, that's way too far. You pushing me now. Yes, that's what it's about. Build the ark. Yes, that's what it's about. You're supposed to feel it. You're supposed to feel the pressure. You're supposed to feel the weight. And then when the weight happens, then he releases it. And then when the call for rain happens, hey, you can get on board or not. I built this thing, look what I built. You see this? Dude, God gave me the plans, I built it with these hands. We're getting on board. No, we don't want to get on board. Okay, that's on you, this is on me. Look what I did, hey, Jesus, Jesus. He wants to do the same thing in you. Oh dude, uh. so we, we got a puppy, right? We got a puppy. Oh man. I'm just happy the family's off my back for buying a dog. So we got a, we got a puppy. His name's Wilbur. He's a golden doodle. He relies strictly on me for everything. The dog cannot open the door to get outside. I have to open the door to let him out. So annoying. I told him the other day, feed yourself. You know where the scooper is? I tell my kids the same thing. Get the scooper, put it in the dog bowl. You eat the dog bowl. You're good. You're content. Stop begging me for food. Do it yourself. The back door, unlock it. Slide it open. Take yourself out. When you do your mess in the yard, please clean it up. The dumb dog don't listen to me. He relies fully on me. And now he thinks it's funny when he goes to the back door and he just taps it with his paw. Almost as to say, hey, master, let me out. And then he has the audacity in the morning to come and put his nose on my nose and wake me up and let me know he's gotta go outside again. (laughs) I don't understand this. I'm like, dude, I showed you the door. I showed you your food and you just keep coming back. You're driving me nuts. It's been a month. How do you not know what to do? The food's in the food bowl. The door's in the same place. I didn't move it. And it just keeps coming back. This is why I give the, we're all like puppy dogs, because this is, you've been a part of the church for a long time. Still the same routines. Oh, but master, I haven't learned yet. He gave us his, his word, his Bible, for a reason. so that we could go through and learn. We could go through and grow. You can feed yourself every day. You don't have to wait for Sunday for Pastor Greg to give you some milk. But a lot of us come in like little weak puppy dogs on Sunday. Oh, I can hardly make it in because I haven't eaten all week. Okay, master, feed me. I'm here now. No, no, no. Pastor Greg ate meat. You're just getting the milk. And milk doesn't sustain. Nor does broth, if anybody's asking. Okay, okay. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, broth's filling. I said, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're doing broth? Oh, man, it must be easy. Ha, <laughs> ha, broth. Yeah, broth my butt. Broth doesn't do nothing. I'm so sick of broth. I don't want to see broth for another year. <laughs> I should have bought stock in broth right before we went on the fast. Does that make sense? Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? We're, we're walking in here suffocated, emaciated, wanting Pastor Greg to feed us. Just feed me. I haven't done anything all week because I'm hungry and I'm thirsty and I need. God's like, I gave you the rule book. I gave you the, the understanding. I gave you the menu. You had the menu with the filet mignon on it and you chose to starve yourself. You're not on a spiritual fast. You're on an anorexic diet. You're gonna die soon. What's happening here is you're going home and suffocating your spirit to where one day you're not gonna have enough strength to get back up and get in your car and get over here for some more milk. You gotta start eating meat at home. Period. It's it. We got to make room where it's uncomfortable to make room. Amen. Come on, church. Let's stand all over this place before I keep on talking. Ooh. God's doing something. He's doing something. We're just making room. If God loves everyone you love and hates everyone you hate, And votes the way you vote, the God you serve is you. A lot of you are wrapped up in your mind around who I need to be around with. God, we don't like them, right? No, we don't like them. God, we like them, right? Yeah, we like them. Don't serve yourself, don't please your flesh. This is why it's so important for me in 2022 to see things we've never seen before in this house. That's why I come against the addiction of alcohol because it's taking over the world, because that's the reliance of our world. They rely on it. Number one, for a good time. Number two, for relaxation. I don't know if you've ever been to a wedding with Pastor Christie and Miss Debbie, my mother in law. You don't need an ounce of alcohol. They dance like they are on alcohol. <laughs> it's funny. Went out for my sister's birthday party, for my sister's birthday, and when we walked into the restaurant, the the, 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 the waiter, the waiter, the waiter, I, this is how long it's been since I've eaten. I, I don't even know what they're called anymore. What are those people called? <laughs> the server met us and and when we walked in he's like i want a friends group like yours i'm going home to fire all my friends now i can assure you none of us were intoxicated at this moment when we sat down at the table he sat us down at the table and he handed us all the menus and then he handed us the menus that count he said he said now oh, here's the menus the count hand us the drink menus now I'm going here, I just, I want you to understand, like you, you need a pass, and I'm, I'm giving you your pass right now. We did the entire night, and we left, and at the end he was like, you guys are so much fun. Now, I didn't hear him say that to any other table, and every other table had alcohol all over it. I'm just crazy enough to think that a Band-Aid doesn't solve the actual problem. <laughs> I'm just crazy enough to believe when my daughter Sloan puts a Band-Aid on her forehead with her, when there's no boo-boo underneath, ain't nothing happening underneath that Band-Aid. Alcohol is a Band-Aid. Tobacco is a Band-Aid. Drugs are a Band-Aid. It's funny, because honestly, like as I was preparing over the last couple weeks, not one time did I feel like it was gonna be deliverance over alcohol or, or tobacco. This morning, I couldn't get away from it. And I'm like, Lord, what are you doing to me? You're wrecking me. And I believe this morning there's going to be a break in addiction to drugs, tobacco, and alcohol. I don't know why I can't get it out of my spirit, but I believe that what the devil loves you to do at night in the hidden moments, you probably wouldn't profess it, you know, here and loud. But I'm telling you right now, if you will make a move, okay, we're, I'm going to do a salvation call first, and then we're going to do a, a a deliverance call for addiction, okay? So don't don't go anywhere, <laughs> don't, don't leave. But I believe that if you will make a move and leave your seat, I can promise you two things. Number one, nobody will judge you in this house because if they do, they got a lot more judgment coming their way from the heavenly father. They know better than that. They've read the book. And number two, you will leave here completely free. And that's good news. So that's coming, but let's, let's go ahead and, and do this because last time I did that altar call first and then everybody left and I didn't get to do my salvation altar call. And it was the first altar call of 2022. And I'm the guy that says, we don't go a Sunday without salvation call. And I got up here and I was like, now where did everybody go? I almost came over to Applebee's and did a salvation call over there because I know that's where y'all went. So number one, if you're sitting in this room and you say, man, oh, I gotta get my life right. I can't go on any longer like this, I can't live like this. I feel, I feel, I feel weighty right now, I feel, I feel a tug in my spirit that I need to get things right with God. I need to make things right right now. I can't wait a moment longer. If that's you, you wanna give your life to Jesus fully, I want you to go ahead and step out and come up here. We're gonna pray over you this morning. You wanna make a move. This morning you wanna give your life to Christ. I'll wait wait a few, few seconds. There it is, awesome. Yeah, anybody else? Anybody else, you wanna make your life right? You wanna make your life right, you wanna step out? Anybody else? All right, every hand lifted in this place. Jesus, we love you and we thank you, Lord. We thank you for this one. Lord, it is so important to you, The move of a sister, a daughter. Lord, this is is huge. And right now, in Jesus' name, we claim another one for you. In Jesus' name. Come on, repeat after me. Say, Jesus, I receive all of you. Wash me white as snow. Purify my heart. In Jesus' name, I want to be yours from now forevermore. (laughs) In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on. Can we celebrate? He's worthy. Okay. Uh, I'd love the staff to line up. I'm telling you, I'm literally, we're, we're, we're changing. I want staff line up here. You can face the audience just right here in front. Line up. Yep. You're going to line up. Come on. Staff. All staff. Yep. Line up you can face. it. If you're dealing with Addiction to alcohol, addiction to drugs, addiction to tobacco, cigarettes, whatever. Yeah, if if you got cigarettes in your pocket, if you got drugs in your pocket, paraphernalia, we got cops on hand, we good, we'll take it. (laughs) I ain't worried about it. I ain't worried about it. They'll take it and we'll burn it, it'll be great. Hear me and hear me good. Don't give the devil another day. Don't give the devil another inch. He would love nothing more for you to keep it tucked away and say, hey, ain't nobody know up to this point. Ain't nobody gonna find out. I can already tell you the heavenly father sees you from above and he's saying, son and daughter, give it up. I want all of you. I want all of you. So if that's you, we've got a team here. Worship band's gonna play. They're gonna play. If you are not coming forward, I want you to pray. Now is the time to warfare prayer, okay? Pray, 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 pray. If you need to give it over, come on up. We got a team that wants to pray for you. We're gonna believe that there is deliverance in Jesus' name over these addictions. Right now in Jesus' name. Come on, church. Come on, worship team, let's play. Thanks for listening to the PowerPlace audio podcast. For more resources or to watch the service online, visit us at www.thepowerplace.org.